there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Each episode is full of real-world information to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm thrilled to have you joining us here today. On today's podcast, I'm really excited to be chatting with Rachel Carmen. God bonded my heart to Rachel several years ago, and I'm so thankful for her friendship and for her heart to serve homeschool families, especially moms, through her speaking and writing ministries. Through the years, Rachel and I have talked a lot about our need for community within the body, and especially community among homeschool moms. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. I think you'll be encouraged and excited by this conversation. Rachel will be joining us this year in Round Rock, Texas and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and we invite you to join us there. Not only will she be speaking, but she's bringing back her evening of real refreshment for homeschool moms, and you don't want to miss that. Get your ticket now and invite some girlfriends to join you there. TTD is always better when it's experienced with those you love. Go to teachthemdiligently.net and click on events to find an event near you. Again, go to teachthemdiligently.net and click on events, get your ticket today, and we cannot wait to see you there. Welcome back, everybody. It is great to have you with us today. I am very, very excited to have my dear friend, Rachel Carmen joining me on the podcast again. Rachel and I have known each other for a long time. We have gotten together multiple times to pray and laugh. We have hung out as couples. God has just been really, really dear in giving us this friendship. I've learned a lot from Rachel and you can too. So Rachel, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, uh, kind of a, a little biography so we know who we're talking to for those that don't know you yet? Sure. Sure, Leslie. I can tell you um, that I am a mom like all the other moms in your audience that are listening today, right? I've got, um, I was a reluctant homeschool mom. I didn't want to do this, um, but God in his patience and kindness towards me drew me into this journey. And I'm so grateful. We have seven children. We're kind of at the end of our homeschool run, except that I've already got three grandkids. So um, I'm already enjoying investing in those two libraries and those two homes and enjoying watching my daughters-in-law pick up the baton and run with it. So I, I enjoy this ministry, just encouraging other moms and hearing their stories. It's such a blessing. Yeah, it, it really is. In fact, Rachel and I were talking before we got on about how God has stretched us as individuals mm-hmm through this and has taught us through the years, our dire need for community and how, and really reinforced the fact that God created us to live in community, no matter what Mm -hmm. our natural bent is or what our personality type or, you know, any number or animal that applies to our personality, Um, you know, God created all of us to live in Mm -hmm. community. And, and I just feel Rachel, like that is such a hole right now. And, and I think that what was already, we were starting to lack, I think 2020, like almost exploded it up where people don't even recognize their need for it as much anymore. I think that is so, so true. And we really need not just FaceTime. We need face time. (laughs) I mean, face to face time, right? We need to we need to be shoulder to shoulder actually, mm. and to put a hand on a shoulder and to give a hug and 
to bow in prayer and to get on our knees and to worship and to open the word. We need to do that in real life, real people. And I love what you and David have done in terms of these, the focus at your conferences on ministry, because you really do give a, a context wherein people are safe yeah. to come and seek God's best for them. And Les, I'm just going to tell you over and over, your ministry at these things is such a beautiful thing. I see you genuinely engaging in people and having those conversations because, you know, you're you and David are running these things. And yet I don't see you running. It's really beautiful. You really lean in to the conversations and the opportunities that God gives you. And that's what, that's what we all need is people to stop running around us. And we need to see that practice. And you do that really beautifully. Is that something that comes naturally to you? No, I, thank you. That, um, That was a huge blessing and encouragement. So I appreciate your saying that. That is not something that comes natural on two fronts. One, I am by nature such an introvert that Mm. I wouldn't have even thought I needed to be there. So when God called us to start Teach Them Diligently, which was ironic in a gazillion ways, not the least of which is we were at the end of our first year of homeschooling and didn't know squat about anything. Um, So God's, once again, God's plans differ from what we would have imagined. But I was, I was very, very introverted. And I remember those first few years, literally, I would be out running, very, very much running, Mm -hmm. like you noted, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure I was Mary all over the place, or uh, (laughs) Martha all over the place, making sure that stuff was done, um, and just fretting and and buzzing. And people used to make comment about the fact that I would just be a blur, and they didn't Mm -hmm. want to bother me. And then I would literally Uh go hide somewhere in a dark room and like get up under a table (laughs) just to catch my breath and and recoup because I truly am an an introverted person. But through the years, Mm -hmm. God has not only stretched me and really created somebody very new. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see that your new creation didn't just happen with me at salvation, but I've seen just through the sanctification Mm -hmm. and as God has pulled and stretched me that becoming more and more evident. Um, but also through just the way that he has directed our hearts towards the families. And, um, so, so now the, I, I, the details of the event, they're either taken care of or they're not before we get there. But while Mm -hmm. I am there, it's those conversations with moms, it's the hugs, it's Mm -hmm. sitting down on a couch and praying together. It's allowing Mm -hmm. God to use the experience that I have to minister and serve mm-hmm. others. Sometimes it's just listening, but but yeah. that is the sole purpose. And that is what actually feel, fills me up and teaches me so much because mm-hmm. as you're hearing, yeah. and you can attest to this, as you're hearing people's stories and what God has done in their life, it is mm-hmm. such an encouragement and so often a rebuke because their experiences mm-hmm. are so different. And you see God's amazing, wonderful, powerful hand in all circumstances across the board. So I am incredibly grateful for the opportunities that God gives us uh, at mm-hmm. our own events, at others, wherever we are, to just listen yeah. and into that. Well, you know, and we have that example in scripture. It shouldn't be shocking to us, but in, in the word of God, right? It's one story mm. with all these little stories, right? I mean, it's, 
And so all of our stories really do matter, you know, and you have all of uh, it's one God's story is one big story with a compilation of all these little stories. And when we look at the word of God, we're like, wow, look how he wove all those together and look how this means this and this pointed to this and this pointed to this. But that's still happening, you know, in your life and in my life. And as we listen to everybody else's stories, he's still doing that. It's still one big story with all of our stories. And I'm, I totally am with you. I mean, you know that I'm an introvert too, which no one ever believes because I, I stand I on the stage, but uh, it's true. I, and I could, I love, I love your imagery of finding a dark room and crawling under the table. I mean, <laughs> it has this closure. That sounds, <laughs> oh my goodness. That sounds glorious sometimes. Right. Yep. And, but it's not because of the people it's just, you know, it's just kind of how you and I are hardwired, but I, I'm very grateful that you say what you said. I am not by the grace of God, the same person I was when I started this. Yeah. And I am so grateful. And that really is, you know, at it, it, the core of why I'm so passionate about what y'all do and what I get to participate in is that is what drives me is this invitation that again, God gives all through his word so persistently and so patiently to each one of us is this invitation to let him actually do what his whole purpose for our lives is to do. And that's to transform us into the image of his son through sanctification, which means that we trust him with our weak points, right? Like for me, you know, being in with everybody all the time. And he just says, do you trust me? And giving that to him, he always blesses me. And so I'm betting that there's some moms out there going, you know, I kind of got this and, you know, I don't need a conference. And I'm just going to say, you need it more than you think you do. Right. I mean, you really, really do. I, I, I talk to people all the time that were like, I was homeschooling for, I mean, I talked to a woman the other day, she's been homeschooling for 15 years and she's ne- she's never been to a conference. Yep. Or she went, I'm sorry, she would, she had homeschooled 15 years before she went to a conference because her comment was, I wish I had believed people about how much I needed it. I just thought I didn't need it. And when I went, it took my breath away, how refreshing it was, right? What a breath of fresh air it was. Yeah, for sure. And it's not, it's not just that you need it, which you do. You absolutely, Mm -hmm. like Rachel was alluding to. All of us have areas that we need encouragement or help or ideas or whatever in. Sometimes it's just hope. We just need hope. Um, But beyond that, even if we are a body that is supposed to be working together, then your experiences, what God has done, the the mistakes that you've made, the victories that you've had, he wants to put those in play as well. And so to, to not engage in community, both, you know, at an event like ours, but also locally in your Mm -hmm. church, getting invested in other people's lives, Mm -hmm. you are the, in, in Hebrews where it talks about not forsaking the assembling that not forsaking, leaving them in a lurch. If you aren't participating in that in that gathering, in that community, you are leaving them in a lurch because God has uniquely equipped you yes. 
to meet yeah. need there. And I think that we underplay that. We don't, there's we do. so much insecurity and, and you and I have both struggled with this. There's, there's insecurity because you recognize that you're not all that in a bag of Doritos, you know, right. <laughs> we have made more than our share of mistakes. We have stubbed our yeah. toe so many ways. And yet what you realize as you get older is that all of those mistakes, all of those stubbed toes, you're now able to try to help other moms or children or whatever, not make those same or to figure that out earlier than you did or whatever. And it is, it is unbelievably impactful for the servant as well as the one being served when the body's functioning that way. Exactly. And you know, you're talking about this glorious thing that we sing about often on Sunday mornings, the great redeemer. Mm. And that's what it looks like to bring our brokenness and our mistakes and our missteps and all those things that we wish that there was a cosmic redo button for. Right. And we give them to God and he does what only he can do. And that is the message of hope that he actually does that. So when we share our stories of, man, I totally messed this up. But let me tell you what God did in spite of me. That is just like, okay, I can do this another day. And I think that's the message that so many moms need to hear. It's so easy. And I think this is a lot that the enemy whispers. I know that he whispered it in my ear is that if I wasn't doing it perfectly, I shouldn't be doing it at all. Exactly. You know, and that's not true because I was never called to do this perfectly. He never expected Rachel Carmen to be the perfect wife, mother, and homeschool mom. I mean, it's just, and just because I'm on the stage and just because you are, you and David put these conferences on, it doesn't mean that we're doing this perfectly, but let me tell you what God has done in spite of me. And I think that's the message that so many of these moms need to know because it's so easy to think, oh, I messed up. Oh, I yelled at my kids. Oh, I didn't do X. And just go, I've got to quit. And it's like, no, you press on, right? You keep going. And that's what we get to have in those little moments at the conference. Y'all, y'all really do a great job of setting the context for that. Because it's a top-down thing, right? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And and one of the things that you learn through all of those mistakes, and again, I keep, I, you think I was ancient because I just keep saying, you know, as I have gotten older, um, because I have, <laughs> I have gotten a lot older. That's right. Me too. Exactly. I have three in college ready to, to go out and do their thing now. Um, but as you get older, you start seeing an awful lot more context for those mistakes. You start recognizing that it was through someone else's mistake that I grew. Therefore, my mistakes need to be put in play too. There's, um, there is a, a need for humility and it's not just in the community at large, whether it be in your church, homeschool group at events, whatever, but that humility to take what God has taught you and pass it on is really the foundation of the discipleship that you're doing in your home. Yes. To be willing to say, I would, I messed up on this and this is what I learned through it. And this is, you know, what you can take from that. Because you want to leverage everything that God has taught you for the good of another. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what discipleship really boils down to there. It really, it really, really is. And, you know, the thing that I always tell people about conferences, they say, you know, what's your favorite part? And I'm, it's hearing everybody's story. Yeah. It's listening to the other moms going, I heard you three years ago and you said this, and it has rattled around in my head. And then this last year something happened in our family and that's what God reminded me. And I'm like, 
that's awesome. Or they'll say, let me tell you how God, the work that God has done in the heart of my son or in my husband or in myself. Those are the stories that give you the staying power, right? On a really rough day, um, because we have rough days, right? Even, even here at the end, I've had a few rough days this semester. So it's really important for us to keep that focus on God and what he's at work doing, but that requires our cooperation. And, and like you're saying, being where we need to be. And, you know, Davis, David's greatest sin was committed when he wasn't where he was supposed to be. And, and that will preach all week and twice on Sunday. I mean, it's important. Um, these invitations to come together, I believe are divine invitations. And we weren't, like we've said so many times, we weren't intended to function independently. God made us to function inside of community and coming together and, and leaning on each other. And I'm going to tell you the prayer and the praise part of the weekend is worth the whole thing, right? It absolutely. Absolutely. It just lifts your spirit. And, and also, going with the flow for two and a half days instead of yeah. screaming or swimming upstream. The, the yeah. is so against us day in and day out mm-hmm. in this incredibly dark and fallen world that to be surrounded by literally thousands of believers who are walking yeah. in the same direction you are, you can't yeah. model that. You can't even explain it. You have to Mm-mm. experience that to understand. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went to a homeschool conference, I was pretty confident of the profile of all of the people that were going to be there. <laughs> I was pretty sure, right? I was pretty sure that I was, you know, not going to fit in. These people were going to be weird. And they were just, you know, I thought I knew. And I just, I mean, God just ministered to me in a thousand different ways that weekend. And one of them was, I mean, I walked in and there were all these people. There were all these people. And I was like, I'm not alone. The enemies tried to convince me that I was alone and I'm not alone. And okay, this is an unusual decision, but look at all these other people that are making this decision. And I really do remember on hard days, the Holy Spirit would bring that visual to my mind Mm. of that room packed of people praising God of those other parents with their kids, with them, right? Uh, looking at curriculum and there were just these little snapshots that God gave me that gave me what I needed to take one more step to do one more lesson to do a apple app one more time Um, and that's that's what these are for right I mean in in our churches we just set aside Sunday to come together right and be encouraged to face the other six days of the week And conference season is a season, right? And so you can come and and get all this, all this encouragement, and then you come again next year, right? Um, But that's, that's the beauty of coming. And I do want to just thank you again on behalf of everybody else that you've continued to do this for so long. I know that it's not easy and I know that it's tiring, but I really want to thank y'all for, for stepping out in faith and creating a space where families can come and get encouraged and challenged. It, you know, it's not just a raw, raw party. It's also some real challenge um, to raise the bar. And it's an important thing too. You know, and I, we are we are grateful. It has, like you noted, it's not been easy. There have been more times than I can count where we just wanted to check it all. I mean, we were just done. Oh yeah. 
But the amazing thing, and you can probably attest to this as well, God is so gracious. I was never done on the same day that David was. And God was so good. And you're going to find that in your own families too. So often discouragement will hit one so hard and heavy, but God gives strength to the other and wisdom and focus. And you're able to speak truth to one another to stay on the path that God has for you. Um, And, and we've seen that so many times through the years Mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, just one was so done, weary, beat Mm -hmm. up, whatever it is. And the other, just right there to to help refocus hearts and eyes on the one who called us and who is at work around us. Yeah, I completely agree. Davis used to joke that if I ever asked him to go, uh, you know, unexpectedly, we would have dates that we went on when all the kids were younger. But if I, you know, sort of got a burr under my saddle and was like, okay, we need to go out, he was going to anticipate that I was about to resign from my post, right? I was like, done. And I would always have this great outlined organizational presentation on why I needed to quit, you know, why I needed to resign my post. And he was always really good to patiently listen to me, but I, I, we've had the same experience. I'm very grateful too that God is, has walked with us every step of the way. And again, again, that's why I get so passionate about this. That's what I want other couples to experience. I want other mothers to experience, other marriages to experience, that you keep on keeping on. Why? Because it's the right thing to do and because it honors God, not because it's easy, not because it's a party, not because you see astronomical progress every day. I mean, I can tell you that there were years and this terrifies somebody, but there were years that I was like, what did we do? What did we accomplish this year? Right. And yet retrospectively now, 26 years later, I can go, man, God did a ton that year and I couldn't see it. I could not see what he was doing. And that's what faith is about. Right. And this is very definitely a faith journey. You step out, not because it all makes sense, not because you've got it all figured out, but because he called you out to do this. And again, the visual of seeing other people doing it too, and being able to encourage each other. I mean, that, that, that's just so valuable. And I, and I think, especially coming off COVID, man, we need each other. We really need to come together and we need to celebrate what God's done, how he has sustained us through this whole mess. And we need to continue to seek him. It's a dark time. I'm sure you would agree with that. It's a hard time. And our kids are looking to us, maybe in in a way that they haven't in a long time to help them navigate. And and we need to stand strong and, and take the next step forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you noted with 2020, there is no logical explanation that, you know, our ministry and a whole lot of others survived. I mean, we had to shut down in the spur of a moment, six events, just done. And yet God worked powerfully through that. And it was rocky and it was difficult. And I hope Mm -hmm. and pray we never have to do it again, but yeah we are still here and God is still bringing mm-hmm. people in. And it's just yeah. amazing, even in the the deepest valleys, the darkest times to see God's hand at work. And that really has that hope that we were alluding to earlier too. When mm-hmm. you are in the weeds of middle school, where you just think that your kid's head and body are detached from one another, and you just don't oh. think that anything is clicking and they're never going to be ready for any other stage of life. 
It's right. nice to have somebody who's already been through that weedy time and can say, mm-hmm. you know, God is at work there. And you, you know, the biggest privilege, you get to be the one who, when they're so emotional and so lost, they get to cry on your shoulder and not to some stranger. And they're getting their affirmation of who God created them to be from you and not getting their identity from the world. Mm-hmm. And so much more having that hope and those people to whisper that to you so that you can cling to those moments in those hard days is so valuable um, and yet so underutilized in our social media. Everything is digital world today. And it's yeah. just, we've got to be on guard about that. We really do. And, you know, I really just want to always to say, I want to say on behalf of you and behalf of me to all the moms that are, are not sure if they want to come, go register, right? Get on and register, make this commitment, give this gift to yourself and to your husband bring your kids. You always have a great children's program, bring your kids, let your kids see other kids that are doing this. That's always an encouragement. But secondly, I want to say, don't just come find Leslie or find me. We want to hear your story, you know, come, we want to pray with you. I, I, everybody who registers for the evening of refreshment, I get that whole list. Leslie said to me and me and my prayer team pray over you you know, the whole, the whole weekend, right? I've got four other women that are on my prayer team. We pray for you. I want to like pray for you. So come find me, come find Leslie. You may sometimes find us together, maybe not because it gets kind of crazy, but we want to hear your story, right? We want to hear your story and we want to take a time and pray with you. And that's why we're there. And uh, as true introverts that can get easily wrung out, it's the height of my year to go to these conferences and, and be able to look face to face. I missed that in this oh, in 2020. That was hard for me. I, as an introvert, uh, there was on the one hand, I was like, woohoo, this is awesome. Right. <laughs> you get to stay home. And then, you know, about three or four zoom conferences in, I'm like, I didn't realize how much I needed this. And so again, I just want to invite all the moms out there. Come find one or both of us. We want to give you a hug. We want to pray with you. We look forward to meeting you and your story matters. Your story matters. And I want to give you a little tip too. This is a professional tip. So grab your, you know, your notebook or whatever. This is big time could change your life. Bring your kids, but also bring grandma, bring grandma. to Oh yeah. Be watching the kids because one thing that is that you can do at conference that you can't do any other time is really, really listen and work on stuff just for you, just for your mm-hmm. marriage, just for parenting, just for all of these things, academics, all of these yeah. you're going to get information on. And so if it's possible at all, br- allow grandma or aunt or, you know, friend, mm-hmm. you know, a youth group kid to come yeah. and help you with your kids during that time you know we've got events in Round Rock uh, Texas which has the like largest indoor water park known to man oh wow right there (laughs) on site so allow someone else to take your kids and have fun and build relationships with them so that you think about them but you can bring them in too they they we love kids all around but I've found through the years that if you can just focus in as a couple as a mom as a dad you can just focus on what God has for you that weekend that it's so so powerful and it's better for your kids long term than you know if you didn't come or if you were so distracted all the time 
you can do it however yeah. works for you. But if you have a way to bring grandma, you know, in Pigeon Forge, oh my stars, the world is their oyster. They could build the right. great memories with grandparents while they're there just by doing all this cool stuff. But also because we want grandparents involved and we know how impactful it is to have grandparents involved in your homeschool and in your life. My mom right now is helping in my kitchen because she's glorious. Um, but yeah. But because we know it's so important, grandparents are always included with your family registration. They can come See? in and go to sessions too, yeah. and then they can yeah. help. I mean, we want this. We know homeschooling impacts every relationship of your life. So get mm-hmm. extra people involved to help you and to build even that community within your own family a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that is that is a great that's a pro tip. I mean, that's awesome. That's a great idea because that whole multi-generational component, mm-hmm. that is killer if you can actually do that. And, you know, for grandmother. And I would say maybe especially if she's not so pro homeschooling, it's a great visual for her to come and see, like I was saying earlier, these are normal people who love God and love their kids. And that's a great thing for her, for her to see that you're really not the Lone Ranger. This is legitimate, right? That, That goes a long way. And all of those things are completely unspoken, but I think you're exactly right. Bring uh, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whoever, and make it a family affair, right? And really, mom, dad, come together. You know, the schedules are online. Look at what you want to do. I, I sometimes encourage people, you know, to print it out and circle what you want to do, <laughs> right? Which probably means you're avoiding some things that you ought to do, right? But And then lay it out before the Lord. I love that imagery of Hezekiah. He, he lays it out, the letter of the enemy before the Lord and just prays over it because that's just really powerful for you to really consider, okay, God, where would you have us to go? What would you have us to listen to? And really prayerfully dedicate the whole weekend to the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart and mind. I and mean, my challenge is don't leave the same person you came, <clears throat> you know, come dare, dare to dig in. So, Yeah. Dare to dig in. On that, we were out of time. But Rachel, thank you so so much for hanging out with me today. I, yeah, I I have literally gone over the past 10, 11 years from anxiety attacks going into convention season, just thinking of all the things that could go wrong and all of that, and how many people I'm going to see. To I cannot wait for convention. Yeah. So I cannot wait to see you in person. Um, you know, if we don't, if we don't get another Cracker Barrel date in, in Gaffney before <laughs> that. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And thanks again for having me. And we'll see each other really soon, Leslie. Yep, for sure. To all the rest of you, I hope this has been an encouragement and a challenge to you. I hope that if you were on the fence, that you recognize your need to plug in and truly be in community, both with and through Teach Them Diligently, but locally, get involved in your church. Look for for other women that you can lock arms with. Do life with other men if you're a guy. Um, You know, really other families that you can truly do life with. Live in community. Don't leave others in a lurch because you remove yourself from the work that God is doing. Have a great rest of your day, and I hope and pray that we see you at Teach Them Diligently really soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. 
So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.